Are you tired of social media posts that boast the perfect family? Has it ever made you question what you are doing wrong? Have you ever questioned why God would entrust you to raise another human, let alone two or more? Well, my friend, you are in the right place. I'm here to assure you that God does not make mistakes. You are the parent of your children on purpose. That's right, you, in all your imperfection. I want to encourage you that with God's help, you can parent your kids exactly how they need. Sure, you'll make mistakes along the way, but we have God's grace to fill in our gaps, and He's just waiting to lift you up and help you out. So join me today as we partner with God in our parenting journeys for an uplifting message of hope. But don't forget to say hi to God first. He loves you and is waiting for you to hang out with Him each day. Ready? Let's go! Hello, hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Imperfect Parenting with a Perfect God. Yes, He is. He is so amazing. He sets things in place to such perfection that it blows my mind more and more every day. The more I get to know Him, the more in awe of Him I become. And I hope that you are spending time each day in the Word and becoming more and more in awe of Him as I am realizing how great my need is for him. He is our true spiritual leader. He is the one, the omega, the alpha. He is the one to look to. But he has also put us in place as parents to be spiritual leaders in our families, in our communities, and to anybody who is searching and seeking for answers that comes to us. He's put us in different places for different people. But I want to specifically talk about family because that's been on my heart for the last week or so about spiritual leadership in our family, thinking about what the Bible says about it and how that's playing out in my life and uh, trying to encourage you in viewing how it's working out in your life. So we're talking about spiritual leadership this week But let's back all the way up to the Garden of Eden for a second because um, (laughs) I've been thinking about how to to put this because I'm not really going to go into it today, but I'm going to glaze through it real quick to make a point. In families where uh, a mother and father are both present and they're both believers, raising their children in Christ, the father is meant to be the spiritual leader of the family. That was God's intention. And if you look back through the Bible, the men are the ones making the spiritual decisions for the families. A great example is actually a memory verse that my girls and I had this week. Actually, our whole family had it because we're all doing Bible study together now. Is uh, for um, As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And that's Joshua. And that's towards the end of his life that he is speaking to all of Israel saying you need to choose right now who you're going to serve but as for me and my house we are going to serve the Lord so he is being the spiritual leader not only of the the nation of Israel at the time but specifically for his family he's modeling that for everybody else he's being a spiritual leader for the other spiritual leaders in the tribes so there's some layering going on there but traditionally the men are the 
are intended by God to be the spiritual leaders of the families. Now recognize that not all families have a man around to be that. And so the mom will, or whoever is raising the children needs to step into that role. And that is also by design. God does not make mistakes and he will use everybody and anybody that he needs to to reach the goals of bringing people to him and especially our beautiful children. But if we back all the way up, why is it the men and not anybody who is the stronger one uh, and maybe the one who reads the Bible more often or prays more or spends more time at church or what, however you want to define it? Why isn't it just the one who cares the most or tries the hardest or wants it more? Well, back in the Garden of Eden, when Ab and Eve first sinned, one of the consequences for Eve is that she will be under the authority of her husband. Do you remember that? Yes, that was a consequence. And it wasn't meant to be a a happy consequence either because it was listed under all the other horrible consequences um, such as childbirth, pain in childbirth, not childbirth itself, pain in childbirth, um, which those of you who have had babies know that that is not a picnic. Uh, But we have a gracious God who gives us the joy afterwards to help us to um, numb the pain a little bit and enjoy the fruits of our labor quite literally but anyway part of the consequence was that we women are to submit to our husbands and be under their authority it doesn't mean we have to be stepped on and of course there's some things you know if you read through the bible for certain uh, exceptions and and specific uh situations that I'm not going to get into today because that is not the topic of conversation today. But uh, the men are traditionally the spiritual leaders of the household. But moms, that does not mean that you're not as well. We all set an example for our children, don't we? No matter what we're doing, good or bad, they're watching us and they see everything. No matter how much you try to hide it, the truth always comes out. So they, they see our true selves, our habits, our words, our eating habits, our television habits, our internet habits, our phone habits, our driving abilities, uh, the way we treat others, the way we care for our pets, things like that. They are watching everything we do, we say, we see. They see it all. They are amazing. And so we definitely have to be careful, don't we? Uh, because they become little mini-me's. And uh, yeah, as we have to our parents, most most likely, uh, we start parroting our parents. Once in a while, you know, the whole adage, oh, my mom starts coming out of my mouth at a certain age. Uh, and that's true to a certain extent. But spiritual leadership is so very important. And it falls on both shoulders, uh, both parents, because... They're watching both of you. So it's not like the mom can just kind of go in the corner and do her own thing while dad takes the lead and does all the spiritual raising. For example, for me and my household, I'm the one who homeschools my children. I educate them formally and scripture is woven into almost all the things that we do. And so by doing that, I am a spiritual leader. When my kids come down in the morning from bed, from waking up, they often will catch me reading the Bible, doing my Bible study, praying, things like that. That is a way that I am leading them spiritually by example. 
when I offer to pray for them or with them. That is a form of spiritual leadership. When I discipline them through biblical truths, I am spiritually leading them to correct their behavior according to the truth of the word of, the God, of God. That's a spiritual, that's a form of spiritual leadership. Am I being consistent? Am I doing what I say? Am I doing and saying what God's, God guides to do? Am I following the guidance of the Holy Spirit as I encourage them to? Am I letting them know about things like that? When, when God guides me or commands me to do something and I do or I don't do it, am I talking with them about those things? I do because I want them to see that I am definitely not perfect, thus the title of this podcast. Uh, but I also want them to see me uh, t- uh, confessing to God. I want them to see that I can be redeemed by Him and that He can use my imperfection to do good things in His name. And I want them to see that we don't have to be perfect to come to the cross. And when we fall short, we need to repent and we need to ask forgiveness. And we are rewarded with grace and mercy from him each time because he loves us. And I want them to see that. One of mine more than the other at least outwardly struggles with that part of it. That I'm not perfect and I screwed up and I really need to repent. She struggles with that a lot. And so I, I talk about that a lot. Not, not I'm not um, you know, getting mad at her or yelling at her or anything like that. But I'm trying to encourage her to say, you know, it's okay and if you need to do this silently, that's fine. But the Lord also uh, commands us to confess our sins to one another. And just reminding her yet again, I'm here. I'm available. I'm not going to judge her. I'm not going to punish her. Uh, but I want her to be able to come and uh, I pray with me to confess and receive forgiveness. And then be renewed and do better next time. Because that's my role as her, one of her spiritual leaders here at home. In, just because I'm the mom, I'm not taking a back seat and putting everything on dad. I'm not saying, hey, you need to go see your dad about this. No, because God, do, I mean, God doesn't put it on anybody else when we come to him. We are coming to him because we can. Because he's made that way through Jesus. And my kids can come to me. And I'm not Jesus. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I am at all. But I can help them. By guiding them to go to Jesus, to go directly to God about this and showing them that I have to do it a lot because I screw up a lot. You know, a lot of my ways are smaller than they used to be, but it's important for them to see those things because they're so small. I want to highlight my imperfection because I don't want them seeing me as an idol. I don't want them worshiping me as they grow up. I don't want them looking to me as the one and all and all be all of existence. That's not my role at all. I am a spiritual leader, but I am not God. And I, my role is to lead them to God, to redirect them to the truth, to pray with and over and for them because I'm a believer and I believe in the power of prayer and I want them to remember because we're forgetful remember that there's power in prayer remember that there's power in jesus name and remember that the more they read the bible the closer they become to his heart and to the his wisdom and that that in itself through the holy spirit 
will help guide their days, good days and bad days. So some of our family traditions reflect our belief as well. The way we celebrate Christmas and Easter specifically, are, you know, the big two, of course, but even the way that we celebrate Thanksgiving. And it's not even about just being grateful because we try to encourage that all year round. It's Thanksgiving is a great time to remember and be reminded to be grateful, but it's not the only time. We're meant to be grateful and come to, you know, prayer and thank prayer and thanksgiving all the time. But we have a fun tradition for Thanksgiving and we've been doing this this might even be well, let's see. We've been married for 19 years. So this might be our 19th or 18th year. I can't remember. <laughs> um Anyway, no, I think this is a 17th year doing a Thanksgiving breakfast. And it's not just for us and our family. It's not just me and my husband and our girls uh, or even just our parents. It's actually an open house for anybody who wants to come and enjoy breakfast and fellowship. So we can touch base with people. It's our way of saying thank you for being part of our life. Thank you for blessing us with your presence. Thank you for your time. Thank you for being you. It's a way to to show people in our lives that we love them and we are so very grateful for them. And we've had anywhere from um, five families, um, thanks to um, some, you know, recent restrictions, to uh, we've had over 100 people. One year we had over 100 people come through our doors. And it's an open house, so they don't all necessarily come at once, although sometimes it feels like that. Um, and it's pretty spread out, which is nice. We don't have a giant house or anything like that. And we used to do this in our little bitty townhouse. It didn't matter the size of the venue. It didn't matter that the, our house was standing room only. People came anyway because they wanted to receive from us. And they wanted to come and fellowship with us and others. And that, that was the whole point. That's been the whole point. And that hasn't changed. And so that's something that we do to show our children how to love our neighbors, how to love others, how to appreciate and um, pour out blessings on others. So that's a fun family tradition that we have that I hope never goes away. Uh, when we, you know, in 2020, we had to shift the way we did it, but we still did it. We just delivered breakfast instead. So it didn't, COVID couldn't stop us. <laughs> we still delivered and dropped things off in people's porches and front doors and said, here, tomorrow morning, and we did it the day before, here, enjoy this tomorrow morning and know that you are loved and appreciated said that we did that for our uh, our regularly returning families because we knew uh, we we still wanted them to be part of our Thanksgiving morning even though they couldn't be because of restrictions so that was really fun to be able to do that but it's so much more fun to be able to have people here Um, so that's a spiritual tradition that we do and uh, I hope that people feel loved doing it I hope that our kids see the way that we pour our love out on others, because that's really one of our family values, is uh, we're, we're very strong in hospitality as far as spiritual gifts. All of us are actually, all four of us, and um, which is kind of cool, because I don't know if that was caught or taught or ingrained uh, in the DNA, but either way, our children have received that gift too. Uh, so maybe they'll continue that tradition when they're older and have their own house, we'll see. I hope they come to ours, though. (laughs) 
Uh, so, well, yeah, what, what are some fun traditions that you have that help to reflect your trust in the Lord? What are some fun ways that you do as a family to um, pour out your family beliefs, your values that surround the Bible, that surround God's love, um, and his, any of his character. I would love to hear what you do. You know, partly because I would love some more ideas, but partly because it's just fun to hear what you're doing. And they're just, they're so personal and um, it's, it's so encouraging. Let's encourage one another. So put some stuff in the comments, either here or on, um, on the Facebook page. And let me know what are some things that you do as a family to spiritually guide your kids? What are some traditions? What are some habits that you have uh, made sure and been intentional and consistent about in your spiritual walk so that your children see how to serve the Lord, how to love one another, how to stay in the word and encourage prayer, things like that. I would love to hear that. And I want to end on um, just this thing too, is we're big on conversation here at the our house. We talk about everything. And I love to, when my kids are wrestling with something spiritual, I love to ask them questions. I love to get them thinking. Uh, I love to pray with them about it, of course, too. But just to get them thinking about the truth of God in his word and what it says and considering that while they are wrestling with whatever they're dealing with and having trouble with because I feel like that's important to be able to lay it all out, see what's important, to filter things through the Word of God, and it also keeps us all on the loop with one another so that we are uh, encouraging that, that tight family bond that we have and we're all pretty independent souls here in the house. So I think that that's really important for us to not lose touch by being able to stay in conversation with each other. Because we're such independent souls, it would be so easy for us to go our own ways and live concurrently but not interwoven. And so it's really important for us to do that because we love, we love each other and we just enjoy each other's company. And we want to see our children walk with God and be strong in that and... I'm happy to report so far so good, but they are not perfect in any way, so don't get me wrong. They are still kids, they are still human, and they're going to have their struggles. And thank God they have Jesus in their heart to be with them. And if you know if they ever stray, which is always possible, then I just pray that my husband and I can continue to be spiritual guides for them, someone that they can trust and come to. That is a foundation that we are building while doing all of these things. And that's our hope. It's not perfect. It doesn't look pretty sometimes. But we keep those goals in mind so that everything we do is built upon those foundations. So I hope that you have a couple of clear missions in mind when it comes to parenting. It helps to guide. It helps to stand course. and helps to also recognize when we've gone off course because that's easy to do and especially when things you know what we've got kind of teenagers in this house now so the emotions and hormones are a wild and the mouths go off sometimes and we can all get caught up in that so to have a way to steer us back on course is super helpful because we are going to fall off the course we we do fall off the course we get 
um, distracted, we get rerouted, and Satan likes to play his little games with, you know, whispering those little lies, and sometimes he gets us, and so just being able to have a compass or um, just a, a beacon of hope in Jesus to know that that's our goal. That's our hope for when we send them out into the world. Uh, we've done what we can do. We'll continue to lead in whatever way it looks like when they become adults. And we adjust as we go and we ask God for guidance and pray that we are smart enough to listen to him. <laughs> so those are my ramblings for today about spiritual leadership and our roles in it. For now, notice I did not get into the um, the uh, gender-driven father leader, mother leader thing. I was not going there, and I'm not going to. So you can do what you want with that, but really the goal is to raise up children who love the Lord and serve the Lord, and have a strong foundation of knowledge of His truth, so that they are armed with what they need to go out into this world and be true and strong and confident and courageous in Jesus. I'm going to pray right now real quick, and then I will talk to you next week. So Heavenly Father, thank you so much for being the ultimate spiritual leader, for giving us an example of how to lead, for bringing us Jesus to practically show us what it looks like here on earth to follow you and serve you and love you so that we can then do the same for our families Thank you for putting all the pieces in place. Thank you for always being a guide. Uh, thank you for your Holy Spirit, sending our Holy, the Holy Spirit to help us along the way because we do sway, we do get lost a little bit, and we do err. So thank you, God, for your Holy Spirit who is always there to guide us back to you. And thank you for the forgiveness that you pour out on each one of us when we do need it because... That's how we grow closer to you and we come back to you. And I pray for all of the children that are being raised by these beautiful people who are listening. Thank you so much that you've poured out a blessing of parenting on us that we would know a little bit of what it's like for you raising us each individually and watching us screw up and come back and do better and grow and learn each day. Thank you for that glimpse that I can't even imagine what it's like for you, God. But thank you for that glimpse. You are amazing. You are a gift giver. And it is in your son's holy name I pray. Amen. Have a great week, you guys. Share what you do. I would love to hear some of the fun traditions, some of the things that you are uh, really, really um, trying hard to pursue and be consistent on in your spiritual leadership of your family. It's really encouraging to me and to others who are going to read the comments as well. So take a moment, not while you're driving. If you're driving while listening, don't do that, but do it later. Make sure you come back and uh, comment. And if you like this, please share it with others. Feel free to rate and review it as well because that does help increase the algorithm so more people can find it and hopefully be encouraged by the messages each week as that is the goal. So go lead your families with confidence and strength in God. And I love you guys. Have a wonderful week. Bye.
Thanks for joining us for another episode of Imperfect Parenting with a Perfect God. I am so glad that you joined us today. This is so much fun to be able to encourage you and remind you that God loves you and wants to partner with you in your parenting journey. Remember, he made you the parent of your kids on purpose. If you like this episode, please, please take time to rate and review it so that other people can find this podcast as well. I'd really appreciate it. And I think so would other people who get to be blessed by this. And share it with friends and family that you think it would bless too. Let's spread the word and let people know that God loves them and wants to be with them each and every day in their parenting journey. Thanks for stopping by and I hope you join us next week.